Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Spartan Spotlight. I'm Justin Thin. Um, today's a big day for Spartan Nation as 2023 five-star power forward Xavier Booker has committed to Michigan State and Tom Izzo. I am joined today by two guys that know uh, Xavier Booker very well. And those are his AU coaches and directors, um, Coach Chris Scott and Coach Mike Saunders. How are you guys doing today? And thank you for joining. Doing good, doing well, doing real well. Great to hear it. So first of all, congratulations to you guys on um, getting Xavier to this point of his career. Obviously, these kids don't have these moments and have these chances to commit without coaches like yourselves getting them here and the development that you guys bring. So yeah, congratulations to both of you, first of all. And I guess I'll let each of you talk about what is your reaction to the news today? I'm excited. I was excited for Xavier. Um me and him had a lot of deep conversations the last two or three days uh, leading up to today, and I'm and I'm happy he was able to kind of express his feelings, you know, and get it over with. Uh, so I just know, like I said, I just know that that pressure, it can kind of weigh on a young kid after a certain amount of time, and just to see the joy, the joy in him is, uh, and I was happy for him. I was excited for him. Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way, man. I mean, after a while, I, I think the recruiting process kind of become a little bit o- overwhelming. So I'm kind of glad he he chose it. But I mean, actually, in the back of my mind, after seeing Izzo everywhere besides the backyard, I kind of knew <laughs> that uh, he was probably going to end up going there anyway. Yeah, yeah. I've joked um, the past few weeks. Anytime anyone's asked me about it, I feel like um coach Izzo has seen x more than he has seen um his own family um if if uh, xavier was playing a, a pickup game in his driveway you know coach Izzo would be posted up at the end of that driveway in a lawn chair so seems like yeah, uh, he's, yeah so what <laughs> do you guys think about that what do you guys, what do you guys think about the way that coach Izzo handled this recruitment the rest of the assistants what's your read on that i i think it was very impressive i mean i think at the end of the day that was probably the the biggest key to this whole process. I mean, it was funny when I actually first talked to coach Izzo, um, it was after a game where Booker actually didn't even score a bucket. And I mean, he was at a, he was at somewhat of a frustrating uh, mindset at that time. But, but, but Izzo, you know, cause everybody looks at scoring all the time. And Izzo was talking about how like he had seen Jaron Jackson play the first time and he wasn't great offensively, but he did other things like rebound, defend and things like that. So, Despite what we saw as a bad game offensively, Izzo from that day still continued to like talk about other things that he could do. And he never let up in his recruitment. And I mean, I can, you know, I can be honest about that. Like, you know, a lot of schools with his recruiting, they backed off. A lot of schools, and, and you, and you know, I was getting a lot of phone calls, a lot of phone calls, a lot of those text messages slowed down. And once he, but Izzo never changed through the ups and the downs, he never changed. Um, even when Xavier, kind of started really rolling to the state championship. You know, you started seeing schools pop back up, like, oh, wow, he's doing this. Oh, wow, he's doing that. You know, Izzo and one, they were still there. They were still there. And, I mean, at the end of the day, you know, if you know Xavier Booker and you've been around the last year or so or two years or even maybe longer than that, you know he's a relationship kid. Yeah. And he knows that. He knows if you're at his games, we're checking on him. Whether it's good or bad, if you're giving him advice and helping him through this process, who you've coached in the past, all that kind of stuff, like the relationship part is huge. And Izzo's actually spoke. I mean, you say that he, you know, he probably showed up to a to a to a uh, 
driveway basketball <laughs> game. He showed up to a game, uh, I want to say in Atlanta, Booker wasn't even playing. He knew Booker wasn't playing. Mm. He knew he wasn't playing, and he still showed up. <laughs> so he was showing up games that he knew Booker was not playing in. And, I mean, that means something. I mean, because, again, you're looking at a kid. How does he react to his teammates? How does he respond to to not playing and talking with his coaches? And I know I know, we always talk about in recruiting how, how schools, they want to see kids play live. They want to see them, their, their body language. Well, I think, again, with Izzo being and all this stuff, he was able to see the good and the bad of Xavier Booker and, and wanted to know, you know, what buttons to push, you know, to make to make him a better player. And I can honestly say that he probably was the most aggressive in trying to, in terms of a head coach that was trying to get to know the player, not trying to sell on why they should come to his school. He always talked about how he can help him as a player. That's phenomenal insight. Thank you, Coach Mike. Coach Chris? Uh, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and go with Coach Mike, kind of what he said, man. You know, Booker is a tremendous relationship guy, man. If you can't, if you can't establish that relationship with Booker, man, you're, you're not going to be able to get the best out of Booker. I mean, honestly, I mean, that's kind of how we got him, you know, in the George Hill program is me and Mike both had a relationship with him and we had to build that up, man. And he trusts us in everything we did. So, you know, Coach Izzo is one of those guys where, I mean, like you said, man, he was so persistent in everything. I mean, he, I was, I was actually the, the, the coach, the opposite coach on that uh, on that team that played against Book the night that he didn't play well, and uh, man Izzo was there the whole game, the end of the game. He didn't, I don't, he didn't care. If Booker didn't do anything. Again, he still was there. He still was supporting him. So that just goes to show you kind of how you know how Coach Izzo is, and that meant a lot to that, that meant a lot to Book to to see that. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, you know, like I said, Book's just a relationship guy, man. If you're able to build that relationship, you'll be able to get the best out of him. Yeah, I think um, I, I've known Izzo, Coach Izzo, for a while, and just um, that continues with him well after his kids even leave. If if they are later in their adult life and they get in some sort of trouble or something like that, Coach Izzo is there next to him. That's just what I've known of Coach Izzo, and I think um, what you're saying just totally adds up with with what I've heard of him. So, in terms of what Michigan State is getting out of Xavier Booker, both on the court and I guess the type of person you guys touched on a little bit, but what 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 can Michigan State fans expect to get out of Booker? I'll let Mike go first. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think they're gonna get. I think they're pretty much getting what what people have been seeing a very versatile. Offensive talent. I mean, his ability to score on the perimeter, put the ball down. Um, you know, and, 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 and defensively, defensively, he has the versatility to play the way any defensive system plays. You know, people talk about, oh, what well, can he do this defensively? Well, everybody knows defensively, every school is different. Every school has different philosophies. Every school has different ways of how they how they use the, their bigger kids and things like that. But I, I truly believe. Booker can play in any position, any any system. He has an ability to guard one through five legitimately. I mean, I've seen it during travel basketball. Did he struggle at times? Yes, because he's 16, 17 years old right. trying to figure out how to play basketball. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? And, 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 let's, and, and then let's really put this all in perspective. Xavier Booker did play no 15U AU. He didn't play varsity his freshman or sophomore year. He played a little bit his sophomore year. So last year, the year they won a state championship was the first year he actually really played basketball in a, in a controlled 
a strategic system. And then he's had the two years of summer basketball. So when you think about it, he's really only played two years, year and a half of competitive basketball. So you think about his skill set, his frame, and what he's already learning, you know, our, what he's already learning to do uh, right now. They're, they're getting a hell of a player. They're getting a, a player that has the, the 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 basketball IQ and the physical tools to be whatever Michigan State needs him to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I I agree with Mike, man. And and the crazy part about it is, you know, Booker's the number one rated power forward in the country right now, and guess we we haven't even seen the best of him yet. Like when he actually when he actually gets in there with Coach Izzo and he really coach in, Coach Izzo gets on him and he really gets in the gym. Man, we're talking about a potential. I mean, and Mike could probably attest to this. We're we're talking about a potential first rounder. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. he he's that good. I mean, there there's times, man. You know, during summer ball. I mean, I've seen him run from half court, block a shot, get a rebound, pass it out to the guard, run the floor, and him catch the alley oop on the other side. So, um, I mean, like I said, man, he sky's the limit when he get with Coach Izzo. For sure, yeah, and. Um, I think back to um, this would be an interesting tidbit for the listeners, but the very, very first time that someone at the, on the staff told me to watch out for Xavier Booker, I believe it was before Michigan State had even given an offer out to him. And they had told me this is going to be one of Michigan State's most important recruits in several years. And I said, well, there's not a lot of video on him, which now it makes sense, as you were saying, the, the new uh, varsity background. And they said, that's fine. You can wait for the video. But give it a few, give it a few weeks, and this kid's gonna, or give it a few months, and this kid's gonna be a five star. And it seems like the staff and internally, they always knew that this was the trajectory that Xavier would be on, even if other schools didn't, and even if they were um, putting too much stock in the lack of varsity experience back then. So, goes to show the the background and how long the staff has been a big, big fan of Booker. And yeah, as you were saying, Coach Chris, um, seems like a, a first round grade is definitely reasonable. And Adam Finkelstein over at CBS Sports just posted a video saying he thinks that Xavier can be a lottery pick um, with the trajectory that he is on. So it's no doubt that he's a great player, tons of potential. Um, so I guess on that note, I would ask, what are a couple of things that maybe you would like to see Xavier improve on this senior year and um, in the summer before he heads up to Michigan State? I think. I think for me, um, I think he, you know, playing playing Big Ten basketball. I think uh, strength, you know, he's he's gonna have to get he's gonna have to get a little bigger, um, you know, he's gonna probably have to get a little quicker with, with you know with the defense that Coach Izzo runs. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I think those are the only things he needs to work on: just strength and agility. And right. once he gets that piece, once he gets that muscle and builds that that agility, again, man, just sky's the limit. You know, yeah. I mean, because he. He can play inside out right now, but it's going to right. be a little different in the Big Ten because he's going to have guys just like him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's kind of what I – that's kind of – I would like to see him do that. Right. Right. I definitely agree with that. He's going to – he's going to – him, just like any other any other kid, you're going to have to get stronger and faster. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the thing about the Big Ten, and, and, I mean, you can kind of look at this too from a recruiting standpoint. It actually was a recruiting standpoint that was brought up a a lot of times in the recruiting process late with, with some of the other schools and conferences, the Big mm-hmm. Ten is, is somewhat viewed as an older league. You're looking at guys that's been in that league three or four years. Mm-hmm. There's not a whole lot of one-and-dones or two-and-dones at the forward in the big position. That's just right. kind of the yep. reality of it. So Xavier's 
He's already not a naturally strong kid. Mm-hmm. So now you're going to go into the Big Ten and you're playing against guys that's actually been in the Big Ten three or four years. You know what I'm Man. saying? Because again, Man. they'll even they'll even grab the top the top post grad kid from the uh, yeah. Mountain West from America. You know what I mean? They'll grab right. like like the Big Ten is almost more of a. He's got to definitely get stronger, and I definitely feels like he has to really like. The reality is this, and I know people talk about Jaron Jackson and this and that. You know, Jaron Jackson was was a was an elite. Defensive player, shot nice. blocker, and rebounder at the high school level, mm-hmm. and because of those things, it allowed him to get on the basketball court at Michigan State. So they mm-hmm. weren't even really talking about his offensive exploits in yeah. college, more so, unless he would have did the things he did great defensively, rebound. So Booker yeah. has to be able to do those things. He has to be, he has to lead the state of Indiana in rebounding. He has to lead, he has to lead the state of Indiana in shot and shot blocks. He right. has to be vocal defensively. You know, he's going to – like any anybody that's going to the Big Ten at any position is going to have to get stronger and faster because that's the type yep. of league it is. Right. But for him personally, for, for everybody to see all the offensive stuff that he can do, you got to be – at his position, he's going to have to be able to defend that position. So he's got to be able to rebound. He's got to be able to challenge shots without fouling. Yeah. And I think if Izzo sees him do those things early, then he'll get a shot to get on the court Mm-hmm. and show what he can do offensively. right? But that's yeah. just the reality of it, man. I mean, I just think, I, just to be 100 with you, you're going to have to show that stuff on that side of the ball to even be able to show the stuff that everybody's drooling over offensively. Yep. Absolutely. Yep, 100% spot on every sentiment you guys both had there. And uh, bringing up Jaron, um, that actually reminded me of a parallel with here and Xavier Booker's quotes he's given to some media members. He said that... Um, Coach Izzo was there on the bad games, giving him advice, not just telling him positives like you guys were both saying earlier. And looking back at Jaron Jackson's recruitment, he said that Coach Izzo was the only one telling him he played poorly when he played poorly and other coaches were just coddling yep. him. And you guys have said the yep. same sentiments here. And Jaron used to talk about in, um, he would come into class. Uh, he would always be like, yeah, Coach Izzo just chewed me out. And he'd like say it with a grin. And um, I was like, yeah, you seem a little happier than that than you should be. He said the second he stops chewing you out is what is when you need to turn the smile into a frown. And that just reminded me of um, sort of a, a mere a parallel there of the way that that Xavier takes this as a positive, takes it in stride, knows that it's the coach investing in him and not just trying to look for the easy, positive, rainbow, sunshine, blowing kind of coaches out there. So great insight. Great to see there. Um I guess, do you guys um, put a lot of stock into the fact that um, Xavier kind of saw the Jaron Jackson development and that's one of the reasons that Michigan State um, won out in this recruitment? Is he like closely comparing himself to a one-and-done Jaron Jackson type? Or where is his head at kind of with the, the arch type there that's been presented? Well, for me, um, I think he's – I think, honestly, after talking to him a couple yeah. times, man, he kind of was – he really was sold on – all the resources and the facilities of Michigan mm-hmm. State. I mean, he he was talking about the different things, the different uh, training methods that they had, like some of the other programs didn't have. Um, so I don't I don't want to say it's necessarily him thinking Jaron Jackson one and done. I just think the ability for Michigan State to provide him the things that he needed to get to to get better. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, yeah. Now, if if it plays out like that, I think yeah. I can say in the back of his mind, he's probably thinking it's a possibility 
But mm-hmm. I think it was more of a the, the resources issue. And I, I also think it was um, a little bit of the the alumni that reached out to him. You know, I had a um, I had a teammate in high school that played at Michigan State and won a national championship. Andre Hudson, he actually mm. called me and asked about Booker and uh, they were actually talking to him on his visit. So, I mean, not just Jaron Jackson, but probably a whole bunch of other guys that were added into that also. I mean, I had to slip off. I missed the, what was the question? I'm my apologies, man. My oh, yeah. Me. So, no, yeah, you're good. So I was saying, um, I guess media and, and other members have kind of uh, made the narrative that um, Xavier saw the Jaron Jackson one and done sort of development and wanted that for himself. And that's one of the main reasons he chose Michigan State. Do you subscribe to that notion or is that maybe a little bit overblown? That's not where his head is at. What are your takes on that narrative that's kind of been put out there? Yeah, I don't I don't think the the one and done dynamic was the main part of the Jaron Jackson comparison. I think mm-hmm. it was the, the, the development dynamic. Gotcha. And I mean, because I know when me, when me and X talked, you know, this week we talked about not just Jaron, but when you look at Gary Harris, you look mm-hmm. at Aaron, Aaron Henry, those are the last three guys that have come from Indiana that have made it. You know what I'm saying? So, so Izzo has a, he has a track record. All right. So coach Scott, we talked um, back after Xavier had an official visit um, a few months ago. And um, I guess first I'll read the quote here for the listeners that didn't get a chance to read this article. Um, You said Xavier and his family are absolutely awesome. When he started with us, he had zero offers. We told him if he works his best this summer, it could be life changing for him. And he took our advice and busted his butt and became where he is today. We love his humble yet killer character. His family is loyal and a great example of why he's not only great on the floor, but outside of the lines as well. He continues to improve and gets better each time he touches the floor. Sky's the limit for book. Great kid, great family. So I just want to ask you, a kid like that with zero offers comes into your program and is now in his senior season, uh, heading into senior season, going to a program as great as Michigan State. What can you tell me just about the overall journey and maybe why he chose you guys to begin with back when he had zero offers and just what has that been like for you guys um, throughout this whole, this whole journey? Oh man, it's actually been, it's been kind of wild, man, because, you know, book has we've had other, you know, we've had high level players, uh, but we haven't had, you know, the number one player in the country, you know right. what I mean? So, <laughs> um, you know, I can just tell you this, man. I remember when we first got him, um, we were, I was I was calling them. Mike was calling him. We had George calling them, and uh, you know it was literally right after uh, COVID. Right. And a lot of people a lot of people don't know he actually was on another team prior to us, and they he missed the whole season with them, so he really didn't know who was on the team. So we had to talk to his dad and try to get his dad to understand the resources resources that we would provide for him. Right. And uh, I just you know me and Mike basically just let him know, man, like. You know, we both have the resources. George has the resources. If you give us a chance, like I said, it'll be a life-changing summer for, for us, for you. And, um, I mean, like you said, man, we I don't think necessarily it's about what circuit you play on for us. I think it's just more if you can play, we'll do the work. We'll, we'll do the work. We'll do the rest. Right. If you can play, if, 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 you, if you do what you need to do on the basketball court, me and Mike Saunders and mm-hmm. George Hill will do what we need to do to get you on the floor. And, you know, Xavier's a perfect example of that for those people to think that, oh, you have to be on a shoe circle. Well, that's not necessarily true. Right. Um, you know, with our connections, you know, with, with, with my connections, with Mike's connection, 
I mean, it, it, you know, like I said, he just needed to do what he did. And he did He did everything that he said he was going to do. Mm-hmm. And here we are. So, yeah. uh, you know, it was a, it's kind of a, a pat on the back to everybody in the program, including Xavier, because it's kind of like we, we made a recipe, we cooked it up, and we came up with, with, with the ideal situation. So yeah, for hoping, sure. in, hoping in the near future, man, if, you know, we kind of continue this, man, you know, people will understand that you don't have to be on one specific circuit. You can play with whoever's going to provide you with the best resources and get you where you need to be as a player. Yeah, I mean, the proof is in the pudding. We talked several months ago, and back then – um, you were kind of just outlining like this is what he needs to do, and he'll have a he'll have a great summer, great opportunities, and that's exactly where he is. Um, he had zero offers when he joined you guys, as you said, and now look where he is. So I think the tra- the the record the track record speaks for itself there, and um, I think best of luck to you guys and what you're developing there. And I don't know if uh, Coach Mike, you have anything to add, but the question when you were away was just um thinking back to back when Xavier joined you guys. Um, and uh, back when he had no offers and he chose you guys and now where he is, just what you think about the whole journey and anything you wanted to add uh, in general. I apologize. Remember that oh, loud you're, area. You're all good. <laughs> but uh, no, I think, it's, I think I do believe it. Uh, the experience with Xavier has been great. I do believe that what we were able to do with Xavier just reinforces what we've been telling a lot of kids, especially in Indiana, that it doesn't matter what circuit you're on, as long as you got guys that you know, your family knows it's going to work hard for you. You know, social media and networking has really kind of took control of recruiting and basketball. So a lot of these kids back in the day, all you could do is tell them, hey, you know, play on this, play on that. Here's a bunch of gear. You'll go to college. Right. Now they're saying it's not even about that. It's about the relationships. Mm-hmm. It's about you know, just about again the networking and being nice kids. I think you know we can't we can't guarantee you you're going to be the number one player in the country like Xavier Booker, mm-hmm. any other organization. And um, I think Xavier Booker and a lot of other kids are a reflection of that. Right. Yeah, that's a lot of credit to you guys. Um, I just keep going back to the fact that all have all his offers have come under your guys's tutelage and a lot of credit to you guys. Again, congratulations. Um, like I said earlier, a player doesn't get to this point to this momentous occasion of a commitment without the coaches like you guys putting in the work every single day with them. So thank you a ton for your time. We're excited to watch his, um, the rest of his basketball career in Indiana and then looking forward to welcoming him to East Lansing. Thanks a ton, you guys, for your time and your insight. Thanks, Thanks Justin, you. man. Appreciate you having us on. For yep. sure.